0: Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Shauna Shu is a high-energy thought leader, lifetime adventurer, and skilled executive leadership coach. She is a lifelong seeker with a master's certificate in neuro-linguistic programming. Shauna has experience working closely with top organizations such as Nike, Columbia Sportswear, And fashion group international. She also has two TEDx talks to her credit. Shauna, please tell us more about who you are and about your early career experiences before you became the founder of Shauna Shoe.
1: Thank you. It's a great honor to be on your show. The best thing I did when I was about 18, I went on the road with show bands and I traveled all over the United States and the Caribbean. I learned things. And I think. For your audience and how we build things, I think that there is something in a person, you for having this and your business that you're growing, me in that I was willing to take risks. I didn't know a soul. I just went down to Vegas and started taking auditions as classes. I traveled all over and I went to Europe for eight months and I just was willing. And I think that's another super good way to think about what do you have? People who build it or people who are out there doing things. It's because number one, they're willing. And number two, they're willing to take that risk to make a fool of themselves or whatever they have to do.
0: I always say the first step is the hardest. The first step can be the most challenging. Once you start, you're in it, right? And it's not always going to be perfect. But sometimes it's that first step that can be the most challenging towards a project, towards launching a business, towards anything in life we want to do.
1: Well said. You know, I just got off a horse. I'm a horsewoman. Today I was riding and the f- gets getting on the horse. And then when you get on you're like, okay, I got I balanced and I'm strong enough and all the things you say to yourself. But it can be quite intimidating when you begin. I agree with you. I use a lot of the analogies of animals I do executive leadership coaching. Yes. And I work with people all the time and we are in love with animals in general. Humans love other species. I wish we treated each other the species we are together as well as we do our animals sometimes, but In my TEDx talks, I use a lot of animal analogies as well, because they can teach you without ever talking to you. I think a lot of leaders talk to people. I told them, I talked to them, they're directing a lot. And I think if we listened more or we paid attention to some communication that wasn't talking at each other. And so my horses have taught me lessons, huge. It's a good good thing for a leader to have an animal, I actually believe. I think every leader should have one. That's the other thing with an animal like children. We raise you to put all your time and effort into them so that they go and have a great life outside you. That's the real goal here. Of course, you're going to know them and love them all their lives. But it's their in-laws that are really going to benefit from how good you're to, you uh, you worked for them. But an animal is like one of our team. We should be investing and taking care of it because it's going to stay with us. And I think sometimes we don't invest in our team. We don't give them the coaching they need or we don't get our own coaching so that we become a better leader. But they're staying like the best investment I could make is to make sure my dog gets well trained. Now, old animals have already trained us. We think it was the other way around. And I think our teams train us as well, or they learn how to work around us once they figure stuff out. And I think the best leaders are ones that go after continual improvement. They want to get coached and they want to take your mastermind or whatever it might
0: be. It's so true. How can we gain that additional knowledge and go to the next level?
1: A lot of people, you know, you're like, oh, you coach so-and-so. They don't tell anybody. Right. It's difficult for people like us that that do great work and we know we have huge success with our clients because the clients don't necessarily share it because they're at a level. Who are they going to ask for help? They're not going to ask the people who put them in that position, whether it be the board or their leader, they're not going to talk to their peers and lose reputational capital. They're not going to talk to their teams and their family does this. Oh, you'll figure it out. The smart ones actually figure out who can help them. And of course everybody's got their own energy. So it's got to be somebody you know you feel that can help you.
0: Can you tell us about what you do in your coaching business? Thank you. I love to talk
1: about my coaching business. And the reason I do
0: is because it's my sweet spot.
1: I do professional speaking. I am a certified speaking professional and and I love that too. But when I get to work one-on-one with people, the way that I do it different. And I, I mean I have an online course and all of us do these things, but one-on-one I'm really their advocate. I am their listener. I am their word watcher. One of my clients said, you know things that I've not said. So then I can challenge a belief. Like people leak their beliefs, right? You hear this, they say something and you go, oh, that's where the challenge is. So instead of correcting them, you just ask them a question about, is that really what you believe? Most every one of us can fix our own problems. If we have somebody on the outside that's willing to listen and ask, I'm sure that's what you do as well. I love what I do and I work with people ongoing and it's always interesting because they'll say, well, how long will it take? You know, and I'll usually say, well, you'll need to give me about six months because you're going to hate me in the middle of that maybe or whatever, but let's make sure. And I absorb them. I do an accountability call and I have a goals call, but after they see results with humans, and I'm sure you see this in your business And they do something, they they have something going on with their team, we talk about it, they go and use the tool and immediately see results. This works! And if it works, of course you wanna do it.
0: I love how you say they might hate you in the middle because you're getting them to dig deeper, right? And sometimes that can be uncomfortable, but sometimes that's what a leader needs in order to make that leap to go to the next level.
1: So true. And the ones that are the best are the ones that actually instead of apologizing or, or, disagreeing with you, they just say, thank you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, because I have no other intent except to serve that person. I'm just listening. Like even today, I was just thinking before we got on, what can I say that would be a benefit to your listeners? What can I do to make you have the best show you've ever had? I mean, you're, you're great. And so how do I make it even better for you?
0: How has your early career experiences influenced you as a business leader in leading your company? And how does that experience help your clients, your leadership style, and assist you in managing your business today?
1: Lots of juicy stuff in there. And I think the biggest thing is learning all the things I didn't want to do. (laughs) When you work with people and you have leaders that you think to yourself, what the? Okay, well, I'm never going to do that or boy, that was painful. They could have done that differently. And I think that really impacts you. How will you be? How will you be as a leader? How will you be as anything, a parent or a friend? And this is who we bring to the party. So for me, I had some people at the very beginning, I had a woman who was seven years older than me, and she was better than me in every way. And the hierarchy when I got into this particular organization was they always featured the star person. You know, she was the starlet and she was leaving and replaced herself with this woman who was above me. And I was the grunt. And this gal one time came and helped me. She goes, well, we'll get done faster and then we could go do something. I was so amazed by this. She sat me down and said, I think we should do these together. And can I trust you? Now, if she had been the diva that the other woman was, I may very well have turned into a very bad diva like the other woman. Instead, God gifted me, I have to say it, the universe, whatever your understanding is, with this woman who actually treated me fairly and believed in me, and even though she was better than me, to this day, we are still very close, says I was the best partner she ever had. Because if she was not having a good day, I was constantly pushing to be as good as she was. So if you can surround yourself with people better than you, that don't squash you, then you can shine. And and they're all over the place. You're that person. I'm that person. I can't wait to lift women up. And men.
0: Yes. And that's so great that she allowed you to grow within your role. And she probably learned along the way too.
1: My favorite story about her is she would call me now, this is years after we quit working together. And she would say, Oh, Shauna, just checking in. And she would, she would say, Hey, have you read any books lately? And I would go, Oh yeah. She would say, teach me. And I would share everything about the book and all this stuff. Now I learned it again. And she would ask really good questions and I felt great. And afterwards we hung up, and I was thinking about our call, and I realized how smart she still was. You know, here she was, got everything that I had paid to learn right out of me. And I felt great about giving it to her, right? So she's continuously teaching me because she's smart and savvy and wise.
0: That's great. And it sounds like you have a mentorship relationship within each other, too, to empower yes. and encourage each other to go farther, absolutely. Can you tell us about a particular life or business experience that is memorable to you and that you carry with you today? What a great question, first of all.
1: Thank you. I think I told you red hair, white skin, not a good looking kid. And I was adopted at birth. So my folks were older and both of them had jet black hair. I mean, it. I did not fit into this family. We all have challenges. We grow up and we're women and we don't know if we fit in. I was insecure, braces, you know, the whole thing. And my dad, one time, I remember at that time of life, there was a lot of people going after artificial insemination and they were using all kinds of in vitro. And and I remember thinking to myself that if my folks had had that chance, they would have done that. So I said to my dad one time, I went, dad, I just need to know this. If you and mom had had all these options, you would have done that, right? You would have wanted your own child, right? And I'll never forget my dad. It was pivotal to me. He said, you know, Shauna, mom and I have been talking about this. And here's what we think. We couldn't have done as well as what we got with you. I want to cry right now when I hear myself say that. I mean, my dad just let me know that I was valuable and important. and So amazing. Oh, and you know what else? My dad was very instrumental. My dad would ask my opinion about things instead of the boy does it or whatever it is, he would say, well, Shawnee, you're smart. What do you think? And so consequently, I found value. I'm like, of course, my opinion has value and men will want to hear it. And I have never found that to be untrue.
0: What a great father and role model to encourage you and encourage that. That's so wonderful.
1: They're both gone now, but they were something else. So, yeah, I was very blessed in my folks.
0: What gave you the courage to make your leap to launch Shauna Shoe and to decide to become a coach?
1: Well, and even before a coach, my first foray was ShuBiz Productions, and I put a fashion production company together. And I think it was because I realized there was a need in the market. And I think that sometimes when we do follow our passion, I think it's important. But I also think you need to pay attention to what you do that adds value. Because if I write for me or if I speak because I think I'm so good, well, I'm not really bringing what the audience might need. But the minute that I shifted to, well, there's a need here to have this fashion production company. And then as I was speaking and realizing that the content that I had, because I had taught finishing fashion and commercial work for over 20 years, people would say, well, we'd like you to come and talk to our company. And I was catching that there was a need. And that gave you the impetus to take the leap that there's a client right there
0: <laughs> and they, they need you. Can you tell us about the two TEDx talks that you did?
1: First of all, TED itself is so crazy great and all of that. And the fact that they decided to open it up and let people do TEDx's all across the nation, there's so many. And so here's the nugget. I've been speaking forever, right? I'm a professional speaker. I get that. But TED isn't about professional speaking. It really is about having an idea worth spreading. And that's why some of the talks are, they're, almost all of them are so intriguing. And they're short, which is really great. But it, what was that idea? I think that everybody should apply for a TEDx talk in their lives, especially people who are building their own businesses, because what is that idea? What is it that you're solving for someone else? And mine was all around what animals teach us. So it's what pets can teach you about leadership was my first one with three main lessons. And then I was asked to do another TED Talk. And it was right as the pandemic was going. And so we did it virtually. The first one was in front of 2000 people in Austin. It was scary but it was wonderful and the second one was equally weird and scary and wonderful because it was virtual and i did that about why we have to stop pushing and that was all in the middle of the pandemic it was really interesting and what a pivotal way to say that's an idea we're spreading is we've got to stop pushing
0: what is your strategy for management for staying on task to accomplish what you set out to do as well as motivating those around you
1: great questions staying on task When you set up certain things that you're accountable for. So years ago, I was doing a full program called Create Your Ultimate Year. And it was once a month and I would go down to California. We had 70 people and it was wonderful. However, I was realizing that certain people were getting more things done and certain ones weren't. So that's when you get a mastermind. and You have to do something else. So at the time, I developed something called the 515. So five days a week at 515, people would call in. And on Mondays, they would say what they would be accountable for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We would just have a theme. And on Friday, I would read what you had said you would be accountable for in front of this group. Now, if you don't think that's pressure. And I remember you're going to laugh when you hear this, because I I remember I did it thinking to myself, wow. And like 20 people signed up. And I didn't realize that if I had to be there at 515, I had to get up at 430. I mean, I was like, I hate this. I don't want to do it. And then I had to have a theme. Well, what it taught me was because I'm leading this, when you put yourself in situations where you've got to feed animals or you've got to lead this call. I've been doing it for 15 years. I get up at 440. I'm on that call at 515 and it has worked. I have had somebody on that call for all 15 years. They pay to be on this call. That's how effective it is. Those are those things that we add to our life that keep us on. The track we want. And that's why vacations throw us all off, you know, because we sleep. And then you're like, why did I stop working out? Well, because I took a vacation.
0: But accountability and what we put out to the universe is so important. But when you take it a step further and you actually tell someone what you're going to do, it's amazing what happens, right? Other than just writing down a to-do list. Yeah, it works. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one tip you can leave with us today about how you find and live your joy? Oh, that's an easy one. I wake up in
1: joy every day because I have created my own environment. I'm a believer of we are creating our lives. They are not given to us. We're not lucky. I mean, we may have lucky breaks, but you create everything. And I look around, I live in a log house on the top of 20 acres. And I am lucky, but I built that house. (laughs) And so it brings me joy. I wake up just, what am I going to create today? Think about
0: that. I love that. And it's such good advice because you're right. We do create our surroundings. And if we're doing something, can't always quit it. But nine times out of 10, if we're doing something we don't enjoy, there are options. Yes.
1: It feels like there's options every single minute. And we just say, make a different choice. I mean, it sounds so simple, but most of the most beautiful things in life are simple. So
0: true. They just are. It's enjoying those moments down to enjoying a cup of coffee, saying, I'm going to enjoy this cup of coffee and really feeling it. So amazing, right? Yes. Thank you so much for joining us today. And to our listeners around the world, can you tell us how and where we can find you? Absolutely.
1: The best way is just my website, which is com. And Shauna is spelled S-H-A-W-N-A. And shoe, even though it sounds exactly like the one on your foot, is spelled S-C-H-U-H. I have a free quiz to find leadership line spots. Sign up for a free clarifying call. It's not a sales call. So I'm very happy to do it for people.
0: If you are new to She Built It, we'd love for you to join us. We offer community memberships, masterminds, innovative virtual events, and meaningful connections to entrepreneurs and corporate leaders. Please also check out our She Built It shop, curated products from women-owned businesses who put their heart and soul into their beautiful and innovative products. We offer She Built It Business Consulting and the She Built It blog. Thank you to everyone around the world who joined today. Thank you to my editor, Rich Struffolino. Please download and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And until next time, together, let's let nothing stop us from experiencing the life that we crave.